0: this morning victory it's good to see everyone here in the house of the lord amen. amen we're gonna get into the word we already had worship amen thanks to the praise team and, 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 and minister kira on the keys just closing her eyes i say well she just bought, she didn't left us she's up there with jesus don't leave me behind i'm coming with you amen Amen. It's just good always oh, to I, I love being in church and with you all because I, I can feel you. And that's that's we can never forsake that. To everyone online, good morning, good morning. I see you all, I love you all, and I'm glad that you are with us this morning. We're gonna go to the word. I don't want to keep you long, but God spoke to me, and Pastor wanted me to be able to stand and release what thus said the Lord. And so we're going to pray with each other this morning. And I know y'all always help me preach. So just help me preach this this morning so I can sit on down. Amen. We're going to be in Matthew 26. God, we love you. We thank you, God. And pray that we could cover this word. Matthew 26, verse 6. Now I'm gonna read it out of NIV in your Bible. You may be in King James and it may read a little different, but we're all reading the same word. Amen. Amen. While Jesus was in Bethany, in a home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was in, as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? I mean, I love, I love how he approached things. What, what's your problem? Why are you bothering this woman? He asked him. She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor will always have with the poor will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured the perfume on my body, she was she did it to prepare me for burial. And here is our key scripture for the day. Truly, I tell you, whenever this gospel is preached throughout the world. What she has done will also be told in memory of her. For a moment today, I want to speak from the subject, give them something to talk about. Give them something. They don't talk anyway. Give them something to talk about how do you want to be remembered? If you leave this earth tomorrow today, how do you want people to remember you? I I started asking myself that because Pastor and I was talking one day. He said, I know how I want to be remembered. When I... When I die, I want you to mourn me. We laugh about it all the time. He said, I want to be missed. Cry for me. And I laugh at that because so many times we, we you know, when you want to be remember, you're like, I want everybody to celebrate. <laughs> he says, I don't want you to be jumping up and down. Glad I'm gone. Cry for me. So it's like a little joke. But it's so funny how you can ask yourself that question. But when you really think about that question, it's really fully loaded. Because when you think of the question, how do you want to be remembered? It's really a depiction of how people perceive you while you were alive now that you're dead. It's the perception of others and how you really want to be remembered by them. The problem is, is that the perception of others is controlled by their own views of you anyway. And how they see you. Come on, y'all know the famous Ike Turner. This man has produced and written many records. But what is he known for? Eat the cake, anime. <laughs> Come on, y'all don't, y'all not gonna make me preach hard this morning. He's known for out of everything he's done in the world, he went decades without hitting another woman, and he's known for hitting Tina. So it's all on how they perceive you anyway. Matthew 26, the story of the alabaster box, was written by three different writers. You have Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke wrote her story, and it was tunneled through their perception. Uh, Matthew, he's a tax collector, and when he read... When I read his story about it, basically he said, there was a woman, she came in with a jar of perfume, and she poured it on Jesus, okay? Mark says, basically, there was a woman, she came in with an expensive jar of perfume, and she poured it on Jesus. Luke, the physician, says, there was a woman, a sinner- Woman, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. What does her lifestyle have to do with her service, Jesse, to Jesus? But because of his scientific perspective, he began to start his sentence off with an adjective that adds to the story of who he considered her. A sinner woman. He say a sinner woman, a immortal woman is in here and she's pouring perfume on Jesus. See, no matter how you try to do better. You trying your best to change it. You trying to get yourself together. And you trying to reevaluate things and you trying to elevate. There are going to be some people around you. There are going to be some people that's always going to define you by your past issue why are you even had to bring that up? I'm coming here to serve God. I'm in here offering something and none of y'all have nothing to offer. You're in the room with Jesus. You have nothing to offer. And the one person who has something to offer him, trying to do something better for herself, you call her a sinner woman. Give him something to talk about. We all have been victims of this type of judgmental behavior. Because we, we, it's time for us to call it what it is. I hope we're not the ones standing around looking at somebody else. this morning, I'm led to talk about this because we need to understand as champions how to handle these type of situations as we are changing and transforming our lives. Because people will tag you and say, you're this and you're that. How do you handle yourself? The first thing you have to do is you have to accept your own story. You have to accept your past. Your, your story is the embodiment of your life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Notice she didn't turn around and argue with him and say, I'm not a sinner woman. Change your words. It doesn't even matter. It don't matter. Yeah, I did it. Got away with it. Wore a t-shirt. It, it. Okay. Because it's not going to change what I came here to do. And see, we have to become goal-oriented. Everyone has a past. And that's what we tend to forget when people are shoving our past in our face. We tend to forget the person that's pointing a finger has a past too. They just not on the front line right now. Or their, their, their situation is not as visible. It's, it's it's something that lies between the you know between the surface. It's something you can't see. Yours is on Front Street. But we all have a past and we all have things that we deal with. Whatever happened when you this is what happens when you don't accept your story. You begin to implode, you begin to. Try to keep all this. Listen, we all have things we struggle with. There's no reason for you to put on a mask and pretend as if you're not dealing. And pretend as if you're not going through things. we all going through. On some level, we're all going through something. And it, it, it makes no sense to, to take these things, hold them inside, and implode. I call it putting a bandaid on a wound because the truth of the matter is a wound uncovered heals better when it's open because it can dry out. The problem is, is we don't want people to know we've been hurt and we don't want them to see the scab. So we take and we put a bandaid Over it to then you know Be incognito but the truth of the matter Is you're really not healing You're really prolonging the time Rip the bandaid off baby It's, It's okay don't even worry about what They have to say It's your journey You have to begin to Accept Your truth And accept your story The bible Says forget the former things. You don't have to pretend it never happened to you, your childhood or that experience or that divorce or that breakup. You don't have to pretend it never happened. You face the fact that it happened. You're doing what you need to not just survive it and, but to thrive. But you're also going to do what the Bible says, forget the former things. And, your, and and this is a perfect scripture that teaches us that, because she just kept doing what she came there to do. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. The Bible says, "See, I am doing a new thing. He's always looking to do a new thing in you. He's always looking to do something amazing in you. So you cannot go and not accept your story. The next thing, told you I'm not going to be here long. The next thing you have to do is you have to be able to share your story. See, that's what we get stuck at. We'll try to get in a position where God has delivered us and God has set us free. And then we hold it. We don't share our story because see something you went through and God didn't deliver you from, you can help somebody else. She walked in Simon's house, the Bible said, and she shared the most valuable thing she had she shared it. See, what they saw was a sinner woman, but what Jesus saw was sacrifice. What they saw was a misappropriation of funds. See, they was worrying about how much it cost, but what Jesus saw was her vulnerability. And see, I can can see Jesus looking, oh, that's something I can work with. See, I have all these people around him with all these masks on, and he can't really help them because they're not vulnerable. They're not open to help. They're standing around pretending that there is not a problem. They saw a weak woman, but Jesus saw a worshiper. They saw insignificance and he saw how significant and valuable she was. They saw it as a waste of time. And what he did was start creating a moment in time just for her. So you never. Can stop sharing your story because of naysayers. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, church, is you got to give them something to talk about. Come on, high five the person next to you and tell them you got to give them something to talk about. You never stop sharing because of what they have to say. See, if you stop sharing your story, you will never realize or recognize the true you That's within you. I'm going to say it again. The more you open up, the more you share your story, you will begin to recognize the you within you. I don't know what's going on with Omari this morning, but I'm going to lay hands on her in a minute. I mean, I'm just going to have him bring it, and I'm just going to lay hands. She didn't did more this morning, y'all, than anything. You got to begin to recognize the you in you. The you in you. It's in the sharing of your story that you will begin to unlock the keys to your own freedom. The more you talk about it. See, you can't keep that thing bottled in. You can't keep holding it in and and saying, well, yeah, it happened. No, it happened. And the fear you're going to get is when you begin to expose that thing and and, and unravel it and, and say it. Because every time you talk about it, see, the shame of the situation just begin to fall off. The, the guilt about it, you just be like, yeah, it happened. Um, hello, um, give me a microphone. I did it, okay? Life goes on. You begin to get more free. Why do you think the devil wants you to close your mouth? Why you think the ugliest thing a predator can do to a child is tell them, keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. This family business. No, there ain't no family business over here. I teach my children. Say it. Be bold enough. Say it. Nothing ain't going to happen. Tell me. Say something about it. Ain't no secret. Candy ain't no secret friendships. You see, that we have to begin to put that in the ears of our children. You have to begin to talk that type of talk, but see, we wasn't taught that. Whatever go on in the house stay in a house and all of it is. And then you all angry growing up. You all confused about who you are and your identity. If you're loved, if you're significant. Because sometimes they tell you, oh they're they're confused about their identity. No, no. They're wondering if they're even loved. Do anybody even see them? and they don't even talk about what they're going through as children, because you keep telling them it's our business in here. When a woman sitting next to them in church went through the same thing and is free from it. Because of our own insecurity, because of our own guilt, because of our own shame, we implode, there's freedom in your story. You can be released by opening your mouth and talking about it, find a safe place find you a person. You, you're not looking for a remedy. You're not looking for them to fix it. I, I just want to say what happened to me. I just want to get past to just say how I felt about it. It was unfair. It was unfortunate. I was disappointed. I didn't like what happened. Just a mere fact. Tons of bricks of weight fall off for of you. And that's what she did. She just began to, they wouldn't have never understood it if she would have started talking. Her story probably was so heavy, Jesse, that if she would have said it, they wouldn't even be able to get past it mentally. So she connected with the father and right at his feet, the Bible says she began to cry. She began to pull, she cried so much that she could wash his feet with her actual tears. Come on, who know, I, I don't know about you. I, I've carried some stuff that I, I tried to say it. I tried to talk about it. It just wouldn't come out my mouth. But when I got in the presence of God and I got on my knees, I just would begin to cry and let it fall off of me right there. And every time I would try to mention it, It wouldn't come out, but God himself knew. Come on, they have those type of situations. They have those type of things that actually happen in our lives that get us so trapped. That only the father could understand. But the enemy will keep you right here in your mind blocked right here it don't take all that <laughs> baby i'm let me tell you right now <laughs> it takes all of that it takes it come on sometime if you you just got to get by yourself and, 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 and it takes all of that. It may take a shout. It took a shout for me sometimes. It took a cry. It, sometimes I have to stand there and I just have to lift up my hands and look, God. You know what? I surrender. I surrender this situation. I surrender my mind to it. I surrender it all to you. I give it to you because you know what, God? I can't even carry this thing. If I, try, I it makes me angry when I carry it, God. I, it makes me stressed out. So right now, I, 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 I want it all for me, God. It takes all of that. Share your story. I don't know why God had me right there going that way, but I just need to tell you that. To share, accept your story and share your story. And you also have to allow your story to be told. Now she walked in this room with all this on her. And the only person that understands her level of commitment, her level of communication, and what she's actually going through is a man named Jesus. Everybody else, they sitting there like she's a monkey at a circus, just looking at her. She is now to them putting on a show, and she got all this going on. And in secretive, I'm pretty sure that she wanted to be about this thing. That she just wished that Jesus would just probably come to her house. No, she had to take the chance and she had to take the risk. She had to show that, you know what? There's nothing else that's about to stop me from getting this blessing. There's nothing else that's about to stop me from being free from this. There's nothing else that's about to come between me and what I need from him. Now... She's in a situation and the Bible clearly says that what she has done today will be told in memory of her. You have to be able to allow the story to be told. I realized a couple of things about myself. I realized how private I am. Me and my husband was talking about something and he he just mentioned and I said, wait a minute, that's my business. Why is you telling folks, my graph tell them your business. When somebody asks you a question, include all of your business in there. You can exclude me out. He was like, "Well, wait a minute. What does that mean?" So we begin to dialogue about it, and I realized something about myself that, as outspoken as I am, I'm private. So you can go ahead and list everywhere you're going and answer those questions, but I don't be talking my business. Because I realized, you know, and it's it's more of a cultural thing where I'm from. I grew up in New Orleans, and people would say, mind your business. My mama would say, uh, don't be telling the people down the street all our business. We going out of town. People will rob you blind." And, and, and you don't think about that till you grow up to be a grown woman, and your children just telling their cousins where you're going, they just talking to you, go, wait a minute. We did tell all our business. And the children looking at you like, Mama is just we just riding down the road. We just going to the pool. People gonna rob us blind." I'm getting delivered right while I'm preaching up here. I'm getting delivered. I'm telling y'all, see, you don't know a lot of stuff about yourself until you slow down. And, I, and we begin to talk about that. And I said, I don't know. I said, you know, to, to think about it, and me and him laughed about it. I said, it's a cultural thing. People in, well, I'm from in New Orleans, if you go to start talking, they're looking at you like, talk too much. Oh yeah, we went shopping and here's the list of things. Wait a minute. Say what's in your bag, boo. Don't talk about in my collection of bags. You can't come no more. That's That's how they start talking to you. And I realized I grew up with that same effect. He had no idea where that came from. Now think about it in this text. If this woman would have been as private, maybe as she wanted to be, she would have missed. Ooh, God. Yeah. I feel you, God. She would have missed what he said was that her story will be told. Many need to understand what just happened here. Many need to understand it. The Bible says she washed his feet with her tears. That level of worship has to be told. That level of sacrifice and humility has to be talked about. You see, you can try to leave out some stuff, you could try to be private, but that level of commitment has to go through the gospel he said. And I begin when I read that I, the tears fell down my eyes. I said, God, break me in that area because so many times you've been around people that they'll tell your story and they leave so much out and I started seeing myself in the text and I said you know what if you go tell my story you can't begin to omit that I'm a worshiper if you go tell any part of my story baby don't admit that no matter what I did not give up Yeah, you can say this you can say that but she kept coming to church she kept being persistent if you go tell Tell the story, Jesse, and you're going to say I was angry. Say how much I did forgive. Say how much I did sacrifice. Say how much I did forgive. Don't omit a part of the story. As I read the story in Matthew, as I read the story in Mark, as I read it in Luke, I saw different things that wasn't consistent. But now that I'm up and I can tell her story, I can say, you know, don't omit the part where she carried the pain in with her and she laid that same pain at his feet. If you're going to tell her story, so leave out the part where she refused not to show up that she walked all the way there, not knowing if she was going to be received, that she went to somebody else's house. They could have shut her out. They could have said, don't come in. They could have looked at her funny because she was a woman. And back in that day, a woman was nothing. She would have never been able to do that. But because God was there, they refused to do her anything. But she was supposed to be shunned. On the floor at a man's feet—that's not her husband, okay? She was going to be talked about. How they said in New Orleans, like a dog, they was going to drag for her anyway. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't quit. Oh, home girl had a boldness about her. She went in there and she she, she knew her assignment, like they say on Facebook. She understood the assignment. So she went and she, and if you're going to tell her, just tell her that she understood it. And she stayed focused because she heard what they were saying about her. She didn't call nobody out. She didn't call nobody. She didn't call the scene. She just said, I came here for him. Because guess what? She understood sometimes. He the only one can help me anyway. You've been here, you have nothing to offer me. Yeah, you're talking about the money I brought in or how much this cost, but you really don't know the cost of this oil. You really don't know the connection. You really, really don't get this. So it's just gonna have to be private between him and I. Whatever he said he wanna share about it, I'm gonna let him. You notice she said a mumbling word. The only thing she did was cried and washed his feet with her hair and cried some more and let it go and he began to speak over her life you gotta begin to give him something to talk about they're gonna say what they need to say but they cannot omit the fact that you worship them anyway they cannot omit the fact that you press in anyway they can't omit the fact that you are unstoppable they can't omit that They can't omit it. Uh Uh-uh. They can't omit it. They can say what they want. Just keep giving them something to talk about. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep coming to church. Keep connecting with God. Keep 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 on. Keep Jesus in your life. Keep Him first. No matter what. Because that can't be omitted. If you're going to tell a story, baby, tell it all the way. That's what I was going to name it. Tell it like it is. Don't leave nothing out. Tell it just what happened. Give them. Something, come on, give God a hand, clap of praise. Something to talk about. Give him something to talk about. A fact is a fact. You can't change a fact. Yeah, you could try to talk about it and make it feelin', mother, but, but guess what, Amy? It? it's a fact. It's a fact. How you going to argue with a fact, Todd? You can't. It, 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 it remains. It's solid. It's absolute. It's, it's no uncertainty about it. There's no way to look around it because the fact of the matter is homegirl went in there and she had a cause and she did her purpose and she worshiped. Come on and lift your hands as we transition and we close. If you had a moment to Pour it out. Mm. If you had a moment to pour it out, come on, what would you tell him?